This is what when you're overweight looks like, when you're out of breath. <laughs> or getting old, or both. There we go. Last days, best days. Why did you put that? Last days is awful. Everything's terrible. Well, a lot of people could say that right now. A lot of stuff is bad. Not just bad. I mean, and we still got it better than most places in the world in America, but it's getting bad here. But because I put best days because this isn't all there is, guys. These things happen because we're going somewhere. Let's thank the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord. We're going to heaven. We have eternal life. Does it mean, you know, that we don't, no, we have a job to do. We've got to be faithful. It's required of a, of a servant, of a steward, that he be found faithful. The Bible says endure hardness as a good what? Soldier of Jesus Christ. So, best days, best days. We've already talked a little bit about it. One day you and I are going to stand before the rewarding stand. And we're going to be rewarded for how we run the race down here. Amen? And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Amen? It's not you're going to get to heaven or not. No, you'll get to heaven one way by the power of the blood of the who? Of the Lamb. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the way that is. That's the way you get to heaven. That's the way you get your sins forgiven. But so things are going to be happening while they're happening here. Not long, things are happening there. And I can only imagine if these are the last days here, things are already happening there. Amen? Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare that place, I'm going to come again. I can receive you unto myself. And I don't understand everything, but the longer I live, the more I understand that the Word of God is true. And and come praise the Lord. Come on. And that's a hellraiser from Rockingham talking to you. This isn't some joker that just, you know, grew up in the ministry his whole life and he'd never had a chance to believe anything else. I was the guy that cussed Jesus, okay, that didn't believe in him. So hopefully you'll listen to me, all right? I've seen a little bit of both sides of the track, and I like the track I'm on. Amen. So let's talk about it today. Rods, let's rock and roll, buddy. Let's see what we got. Appreciate it. If you're here for the first time, I'll use this big screen. There'll be some images but and some of my points and things, but you're going to see the Scriptures up there, and we want you to learn. We want you to grow a little bit this morning. Amen? Let's talk about it. So, deception. Deception is the title of my message today, In the Last Days. Let's just take a quick poll. How many things there's a lot of deception going on in our world today? Well, look at that. So I, I could just sit down and hush, I guess. Deception in the last days, and I've actually titled it as well, Anti-Jesus Christ. We live in an anti-Jesus Christ world. You think China and the Olympics going on right now, you think they're for Jesus or against Jesus? Of course they are. You think Russia's for Jesus or against Jesus? You think Iran and all the stands, countries... Are for Jesus, or do you think they will, in Saudi Arabia as well, do you think they're for Jesus, or they will actually persecute you and even kill you for your belief in Jesus? Guys, I mean, that's most of your world. That is most of your world I just described. And we're set here in America, and we're turning every day, every day, every day, further and further away from Jesus Christ. Our country is becoming more anti-Jesus Christ by the minute. And it's, it's blowing a lot of people's minds. You know, even just good values and things like Where do you think we got our good values, say? 
Yes or no? You hear me? Our core beliefs, our beliefs on family and things like that and how to raise your children. Where do you think you found that at? By the Word of God, by people who came here and settled this country. I tell you what, it's a mess. It's a, you can say whatever. Guys, it's time people quit holding the party line. and they, they, they hold the line of Jesus Christ. And stand for the Lord and love the Lord. Yeah, but I'm this. I'm a Republican or a Democrat. That's just a sign of last days as well. You're deceived. So let's talk about it. I'm going to just keep moving. Got a strong message today on the Antichrist. On the Antichrist. Deception in the last days. Okay, buddy, I'm ready now. Let's go. The four horsemen of the apocalypse appears in your Bible. You've heard it maybe growing up about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. What is the four horsemen of the apocalypse? Well, I've taught on it, been blessed to speak on it many times. Doesn't make me an expert. But my goal is when I talk about these kind of subjects is to keep it down here so people can halfway understand what you're talking about. So that's my goal here. So we're going to look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse over the next few weeks. Did you all hear me? So how many horses are there according to that? Four. See, you already know something, don't you? It's in the book of Revelation. But when you see it in the book of Revelation, that's not the only time you see it. You see Jesus saying things in Matthew 24 and 25. You see Paul talking about it. John, the beloved apostle. We're going to look at some of his statements today. But So the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The word apocalypse. What's that word? That's a crazy word. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. The word apocalypse is the same word for what? Revelation. If I said turn to the book of the apocalypse, you go, what? That ain't in the Bible. Well, the book of Revelation is the book of the apocalypse. What is that word apocalypse? Both words mean, say it with me, to do what? Unveil or to do what? Reveal. So it's not a spooky word. It's an unveiling or it's, an, or it's a revealing of things that are going to come to pass. So the book of Revelation, but not just the book of Revelation, much of your Bible, your New Testament, even the Old Testament, the book of Daniel, lots of places, guys. Talk about future events. And you have a God. I love this. God doesn't mind telling you the future because He's not a false prophet like so many preachers are. They'll get up and they'll say something. I prophesy, blah, blah, blah. And the church just lets them off the hook. It's pathetic. If somebody gets up and says something that doesn't come to pass, they're a fraud, they're a liar, and you shouldn't follow people like that. Did you hear me? Benny Hinn came to town, Sarasota, recently, last week in Bradenton. They've got, and, and the world has so many things, prophecies that he makes, things that he says that aren't true. And that's not, that's not a help for the cause of Christ when we stand up and lie before people. Did y'all hear me or not say? Now, if that's your thing, want to hear somebody stand up and lie to you, you done picked the wrong place. Okay? I have a big enough time lying, not lying about God's Word. Y'all hear me or not? Say, God help me. Amen. So anyway, I know that's strong. It is what it is. God's not afraid to tell you the future. The greatest prophecy in all the Word of God is the coming of Jesus Christ. His first coming when He was born. <laughs> Unbelievable. But so many things have been prophesied that God's not afraid to prophesy because He is the way, the truth, the life. Now, we might not understand, and I get that. We might teach Scripture and get it wrong. I, I can handle that. 
but at least let the people know that what you're thinking, okay? Y'all hear me? Am I losing you so far? So let's talk about this unveiling. That's what the book of Revelation is. That's what the four horsemen of the apocalypse are. So the four horsemen of the apocalypse are really, say it with me, the four horsemen of the what? Unveiling or revealing of things to what? To come. Now, you might not be knowing everything. I get that, but maybe you can understand that much so far. What's these four horsemen about? Which well, should be about what's going to happen in the future and really in the end times or last days. So the unveiling or this revealing, who was it given by? The book of Revelation and other passages. Who was it given by? Jesus Christ himself. Okay, so that's really important that you know this. This is not me. How y'all believe the book of Revelation? Let me tell you why I believe it. Look at verse 1. Say it with me. The revelation of who? Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. You choose at your own peril not to believe this. When the Word of God says this is something that's given to us by Jesus Christ, Gary Clark's going to believe it. Here's how I try to live my life when I, when I study the Bible. I give God the benefit of the doubt. If I don't understand something, if I'm ignorant, if I ain't got all the smarts, if I can't make sense of it all, I don't sit here and indict God. You're wrong! I go, you're an idiot! See how that works right there? So we'll do the best to make sense. But if I don't understand it, it doesn't mean I don't believe it. I'm going to ask the Lord to help me with my unbelief. So the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And people have a time with it. Ah, oh, it's been 2,000 years. Yeah, but a day of the Lord, the day with the Lord is as of how many years the Bible says? 1,000 years. When you're eternal like God is, he ain't bound to 78 years like you are, sir. And ma'am, you're a little better off. You're about 81 or 82 years old living now, okay? But see, he's eternal. So, he said things are going to shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it by his angel or messenger unto his servant who? John. We're rolling now. So John, the beloved apostle of Jesus Christ, he was the one who received this message. This message what? Of the book of Revelation. Why do you have the book of Revelation today? Because John received it and John wrote it down in a book. He received the unveiling. He received the revealing of things to come from who? Who do you receive this from? From who? From the... Lord Jesus Christ, while he was exiled, where? You can look at the scriptures, you can know history. He was exiled for his faith in Jesus Christ on the Isle of Patmos. And so this is where he received this book called the book of Revelation. Who bear record of the word of God. And, and, and John did bear record of the word of God. He, he was with Jesus. He was the, the disciple many believe that when it says he's the disciple whom Jesus what? Loved. So who bear record of the Word of God, the testimony of Jesus Christ, of all the things that he what? So he bore record of not only his life, but of these things that he's going to see in this book. Here he is talking. Have I lost you yet? Good. I, John, not the Baptist, the Apostle John, the beloved Apostle John, wrote the book of John, wrote 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, wrote the book of what? Revelation. I, John, who am also your brother and companion in tribulation. That's an understatement. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, I was in the isle that is called what? Patmos. For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was sent there 
to suffer like a dog for my faith in Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. I love that scripture. One of my favorites. And I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. You want to talk about spooky. Being somewhere by yourself exiled. And hear something behind you sound like a trumpet. And he said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the first and the last. What you see, write in a book. Send it to seven churches which are in Asia. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis. Now in this little study, we've already looked at two of these. Philadelphia and what? Laodicea. Now it was a few weeks ago, but it was fine. So, we find when you look at the book of Revelation, the book of the unveiling, revealing, there's a special promise of blessing for those who hear the words and keep the words that are written in this prophecy. There's a spe- Why are you talking about this, Clark? Why don't you talk about something else? Well, I do talk about a lot else. But why would I want to miss the blessing when there's a blessing for me talking about it? Look at this scripture. Very few scriptures like this. Say that one with me. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things that are written therein for the time is at hand. So this is a blessing for us to come to church. It's a blessing for us today to talk about in the next few weeks the four horsemen of the apocalypse or the unveiling of things in the last. It's a blessing. I don't understand it. I don't like it. How about you just hush your mouth and say, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try. I'm going to get me a blessing. Say that. I'm going to get me a what? I'm going to get me a blessing. Or maybe you can just turn on more Fox News or whatever your favorite news channel is. CNN, you better hurry. They're dwindling. I'm just saying right now, you better turn on quick. They're going to become the Discovery Channel. Now, don't laugh because that's who took over the manager, management now of, a, of a CNN was the Discovery Channel. I don't know if you knew that or not. I'm just saying, I don't know about you, but whatever news I turn on today, I can get depressed no matter where I turn. It's a blessing. I watch the news. You're a moron. How about we try this? The Word of God. End times. So Jesus gave it to John. Jesus gave it. Say it with me. Jesus gave it. John wrote it. And you and I are to do what? Read it and, and keep it. So let's do that. Keep looking. We're rolling. It takes time to get started, don't it? Deception in the last days. Anti-Jesus Christ. Spirit in the world. First one, you got four horses. The first one, what color is he? White horse. White horse. Let's just go with it. See what we find. Amen. Honestly, guys, I'm not going to do it. People have talked months, written whole books and series on just these few verses. Don't expect me to do that. Let's try to make some sense. But the world's helping me make sense right now. Back in the day when we preached about end times events, sometimes it was hard because it was so good. People, things were good. I'm not saying we still have it better than most folks and we should still thank God we live in this country. Let's do it again. Come on, let's thank the Lord. I live right here. But, but, you can almost be a numb skull these days and pull out truth from the book of Revelation that is applicable to the times in which we live. But back in the day, you had to be like Tim LaHaye or somebody. You know, that Left Behind series and all that. But anyway, not these days. So here we go. The four horsemen. 
And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book, and it was written, and on the back side it was sealed. With how many seals? Seven seals. And I am not going through chapter 5 on purpose because we don't have time. Happy, read it sometimes. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. But we're staying with our focus today. The white horse. So let's see what happened. There was a book that he saw. John sees this, this unveiling, this revealing while he's on this Isle of Patmos. Jesus is giving it to him. And he saw this book sealed with seven seals. And nobody could open the book except the Lamb. And the Lamb, chapter 5, opened the seals of the book. And now here's the seals being ripped off this book. And now we're seeing what's on the inside. Y'all okay so far? Here we go. And I saw when the Lamb opened what? One of the seals. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. So the first horseman of the apocalypse is now going to be revealed. And that's in chapter 6, verse number 2. There's not a lot of verses on the four horsemen of the apocalypse, but there's a lot of verses in the Bible talking about what is said in chapter 6, verse number 2. Y'all with me on that? And we're going to see that, some of that today. So here's the first horseman. And I saw, just read it with me. It's not that long. You should read this with me. You get a blessing. Here we go. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. Now, what does apocalypse mean? Revelation. But what do both those words mean? An unveiling or a what? A revealing. So I saw this white horse and he did. Okay. And I saw, behold, a what kind of horse? A white horse. Keep going. And he that sat on him had a bow... And a crown was given unto him, and he went forth doing what? Conquering and to conquer. And that, that you might say, man, that's not that hard. That's, I mean, there's, there's a mouthful there because you can be deceived. And that's what this whole message is about. It's about deception. And I want to say this to you. This is a white horse. You're going to see a red horse, a black horse, and a pale horse. But not everybody rides on a white horse. It's a good guy. You hear me or not? Not everybody. Matter of fact, this is my claim to fame. I was on the History Channel. Go ahead. This is Countdown to Apocalypse. The rider on the white horse represents... The Antichrist, the world charismatic political leader. Scripture says he'll be the absolute deceiver, the father of all lies, and he will deceive the entire world into thinking otherwise. Not everybody who rides on a white horse is a good guy. It's Antichrist. Here comes Jesus. I don't think so. I don't think so. The Antichrist seeks to destroy God's people in an effort to clear the way for setting himself up as, as God. That's my, that's my 30 seconds to fame or 15 seconds to fame right there on the History Channel of all places. Don't clap. It was pitiful. Here we go. I had to sign a waiver and everything for them to use that little clip, you know. I, I was hoping they'd use the whole message. Anyway, so let's talk about the white horse. You learned a little bit from these professors and people, these theologians. He's a deceiver, the one on the white horse. 
Okay? Not everybody that comes on a white horse is a good guy. So deception, that's the one thing we see, and if we compare it with Scripture, is, is Satan a father of lies? Yes. Is he a deceiver, yes or no? How many ever in your life... Under the influence of Satan, you got plenty of wrong in your own life, but you feel like with his influence in your life, doing the wrong thing, you made some horrible decisions, and you were deceived personally in your life. Okay? That's, that's, that's what he is. That's what he's all about. Amen? So, the Bible has a wealth of material on this verse, on this particular verse in chapter two, uh, 6, verse number 2, on the Antichrist. I call him who? Anti-Jesus Christ. We live in a world today where you can, you know, you can be, I don't know, they'll accept God, they'll accept this, they'll accept your way, your opinion, whatever. But buddy, 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 you stand for Jesus Christ and all of a sudden you're hated and you're a vilified and you're a dog. Y'all hear me or not? And you're a, you're a wacko now. You're a loon. And a lot of people believe that because a lot of people are being deceived today in the last times. So now, a lot was written on chapter 6, verse number 2, the white horse. Now, most of what's in the New Testament, or most on the Antichrist is found in the New Testament. It's found in Matthew. We'll look at some of that. John, 2 Thessalonians, First and Second John, and the book of Revelation. So I'd like to spend a little bit of time today looking at anti-Jesus Christ. Are you all with me so far? So the first horseman on the, of the apocalypse is a white horse. He's a deceiver. Not everybody comes on a white horse as a good guy. He is the Antichrist. He's the anti-Jesus Christ that will be here, his spirit prevailing in the last days. Y'all with me so far? So let's keep looking. So anti-Jesus Christ. What does that mean, anti-Christ? Anti, say it with me, means to do what? Stand against and in opposition to. So with that being said, if anti-Jesus Christ, if anti means to stand against or opposed to, do you think most of the world today that you live in right now on planet Earth stands against Jesus Christ? Yes or no? It's a, it's a fact. Okay? That's what anti-Jesus means, to stand against. So the Antichrist is one who is against and he's opposed to who? To Christ, to Jesus Christ. That's, that's this first horseman. That's what we'll see in the last days. In my strong opinion, that's what we are seeing. And I know I'm, I'm 60. I'll be 60. I haven't lived as long as you guys, but I know the answer is the truth. Every one of you would say, it's getting worse. Living for Christ, the church today, the, the, the message of the church, the spirit of the church what the world perceives from the church today? You hear me or not? Anti-Jesus Christ. Revelation 17 says, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with Him are called chosen and faithful. And so the Antichrist is going to make war. There will be war against Jesus Christ. There will be war against the spirit of Christianity, of Jesus Christ in the last days. I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army in the last days. Now, Jesus comes on a horse, too. We'll see that later. But this one, this one is against Jesus Christ. 
Second Thessalonians says, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. Do, you, do we see that today in our world? I never in my life, I just want us to stop. Right? I'm going to talk about deception for a minute, just real quick. I've never seen deception like I see it today. Did you know polit- politicians, they weren't all deceitful back in the day. There's incredible deception coming from Washington, D.C. in our country. Y'all know that or not? You know, and it, but it's been happening for a while, guys. It used to be that you could absolutely have confidence in the FBI. But now, even there seems to be deception coming from there. And this is not an opinion. This is a fact. People that work in the, inside of it will tell you that. The CIA. Here's, here's a shame and a disgrace. We have a world right now that is, and I know there's some of it, but I don't think it's as bad as they make it, but there is a deception now in our world that police officers are bad. We have two performers at the NFL Super Bowl. Both of them, their claim to fame and making it big is their songs about wanting to kill cops. It's sad. 30 years ago at the NFL halftime, it wasn't Snoop Dogg, it was Snoopy. Check it out. Go back 1990, look at the Super Bowl halftime. It was Snoopy and Peanuts. It's a different Snoopy these days. It's called deception. Have y'all lost where I'm going with this or not? You hear where I'm coming from? There is deception. It's everywhere. Who would have thought, I thought we sent our kids to school to learn writing, how to read, some history. I didn't know we sent them there to learn that Steve, no, you're not a boy, you're a girl. And Sally, you're a, you're a boy, not a girl. Have we lost our minds? Yes or no? Yes or no? And in our country, it used to not be that when you sent your kids to school, they were taught that they came from a big explosion. I'm talking about not recently, guys, but I'm talking over our lifetime, over our lifetime. Our whole education system has turned into teaching a lot of things that are deceptive. You can argue with me if you want to, but you're going to lose the argument. Since when was education about being a big political lobby and shoving stuff down your throat? Amen or oh me? Do you ever think you'd see today when kids, because they didn't wear a mask, they're locked in a gym? You ever heard of such stuff or not? I'm not just talking about the pandemic, guys. I'm just talking about this whole thing is like a woman having a baby. That's what the Bible says. The last days will be like a woman in travail. And we know that baby's coming. Just a, I knew like Joel and Naomi. I mean, she was a little past due, but we knew this. That baby's coming. You can't keep the baby in there. That's our world. And even if some of the things I said offended you, listen to me, that just makes my point even clearer. How deceived you are. I mean, buddy, I could pontificate for four hours up here on things I see. But I'm just saying, the Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist, he opposes and exalts himself above God or, or 
or that is worshipped. So that He is God sits in the temple of God showing Himself that He is God. Do you think people run in the world today in high places think they're God? Ha! Are you kidding me? It's crazy. What happened in leadership? You're humble, right? Yes or not? Or you're up there to serve the people. This just ain't a political message. But guys, it's just a mess. This world's in a mess. And that could be a pretty, uh, pretty uh, discouraging message. But it hasn't always been this way. There's been other times. Maybe even worse times. I don't know, but I'm just t- this is the age I, I live in. The Apostle John uses the expression Antichrist how many times? Five in his epistles. I'd like to look at those real quick. The Antichrist will come. You have heard of the Antichrist, that he'll come. Even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last times. Satan's always opposed Jesus Christ, but it will get worse and worse and worse. Number two, the many Antichrists are come. Little children, it's the last time, and as you've heard, the Antichrist shall come. Even now there are many Antichrists that are here. So they're already here. That's just another statement from that same verse. Keep looking. Number three, the Antichrist is a liar. Is there a lot of lying today, yes or no? Unbelievable. Who's a liar but he that denies that, he, that Jesus... Don't you say this verse with me. This is huge. Say it with me. Who is a liar... But he that denies Jesus is the Christ, say it with me, he is Antichrist that denies the Father and the Son. There's whole churches today, big churches all across our country and around the world that will stand up, but they won't preach that you must believe in Jesus Christ. That is the spirit of Antichrist in the last days. Why are we even having church? Yes or no? Yeah, but we get together and play bingo. That ought to be a, an afterthought. That ought to be something, not why we do it. Yes or no? Amen? This church exists to love Jesus Christ and love people. That's why we're here. Number four, the Antichrist. The message of Antichrist says that Jesus didn't come in the flesh. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, say it with me, is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. You don't believe in Jesus. You don't believe in, you know, matter of fact, Matthew, say it you know, in our country. I guess they're trying to maybe get us not to do that. I don't know. Can't say Christmas at times. Or somebody, you know, some businesses, ah, we don't want to offend people. How stupid are we? We take away Christmas and it's about Christ. It's not, that's how crazy our world is. Even back to the police, meant to help us, to protect us. No, they're the bad guys. We're just flipped. We have flipped our lid. You hear me or not? That is the spirit of Antichrist in the last days. Whereof you've heard that it should come. And even now already it's in the world. Amen? Keep looking. Number five, I'm having to fly. The Antichrist denies that Jesus is coming again. For many deceivers are entering into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come. This is the spirit of Antichrist. Many people, talk, I'll be talking today. I'm having to rush, but it's what it is. But some listening online, maybe you're here today, you, you think I'm crazy. Jesus is coming again in times. Well, if you deny that, you're a, you're a deceiver. And you have the spirit of Antichrist. 
So these things are going to happen. This word is come, by the way. It's in the present tense. If you study it, you don't need to do all that. But the idea is that he's coming again. Keep looking, Raj. The biggest thing about the Antichrist is that he is anti-Jesus Christ. Say that with me. The biggest thing. Like we learned about the Antichrist today. Guys, I could talk forever on it. But the biggest thing we're learning on this one message is this. Say it with me. The biggest thing about, uh -uh, about the Antichrist, say it with me, is that he is what? So let that be your guide or your gauge as you look at last days, end time events, the world in which we live. The whole world is the whole world. In mu is it much against Jesus Christ? The answer is what? Absolutely. How about our country? It's sad in our country today, too. People are very deceitful. They can say they believe in Jesus Christ out of one side of their mouth and out of the other side of the mouth. Totally disagree with the principle of the Word of God. Did you all hear me? That's politicians today, but that's the church today. We don't want to ruffle feathers. And guys, we need to love people. But guys, here's who you need to love with all your heart, soul, and mind. Who, what's his name? That's what you need to do. Yeah, praise the Lord and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen? So, the Antichrist opposes Jesus Christ. He's against that Jesus Christ is the anointed one. He's against the God the Father and God the Son relationship. Ah, you can't have him all to yourself, Jesus. He's against that Jesus came in the flesh to be the sacrifice for our sins. That's the message of the gospel. The message of the, the Antichrist, but much of the church, much, isn't it something? Russia, why'd y'all step out the gospel? China, why don't you let people? In Islamic countries, why don't you let? Because they're against it. Because if they hear the message, the good news of Jesus Christ, everything they believe in will be destroyed. Because that's where we have our faith. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. So they have to stamp it out or pervert it. He's against the prophecy that Jesus will return and rule and reign one day as Messiah and Lord. The Antichrist is against all of this. A lot of different names given for the Antichrist. Abomination of desolation, just fly rods. False Christ. Another shall come in his own name. He'll have his own name. Man of sins, son of perdition. Lots of these in the scripture. He's called the wicked one. He's called the beast, the Antichrist, the beast, etc. So many names given for the Antichrist. But I know I could drive you up the wall here. But if you learn anything, learn that the Antichrist is against who? Jesus who? Is he for church? Oh, yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't stand and preach for Jesus Christ. And much of our world is there. And our country's there. And when you leave Jesus, you realize what a lunatic you are. We've been skating in America on our forefathers. On principles that have been laid down in this nation. But the house of cards is coming down. And you see it everywhere. I'm going to go ahead and make you mad at me more, probably. How stupid are we to have 1.8 million people? I'm sorry, 100 and... I, I got to get it right. I know the last year alone, over 2 million people came from our southern border into our country. Illegally. Just last month, over 2,000 of them were Russians. Now, these are just ones they're checking. You think some are getting in and ain't. <laughs> it's crazy. But yet and still, 
we may be going into World War III. Oh, no, 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 no. We're so deceived, we don't, we don't see what's happening in our own country. But we want to go into World War III, perhaps, I'm not saying it's going to happen, with Russia. And who's bosom buddies now with Russia? Take a wild guess. Who? We didn't say, you know, Sudan or something. We said who? China. Have you noticed if China stops doing things or their ships get held up, you get, you get inconvenienced, don't you, these days? It's a different world, guys. There's a lot of deception going on. Y'all hear me or not? All right? So the last days, best days, we're fixing to have communion and we're not going to make it. We've got to go have communion. How about that? Amen? Let's thank the Lord for His Word. That's all I could do. I'm sorry if I didn't get enough. It is what it is. Thank the Lord for